Hey. Oh, nailed it again. Yeah. God, we are so on top of this. Seasoned hungover pros. <laughs> if you listen oh. to every episode backwards, it just goes. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I buy it. I buy it. That might be the cold open, actually. Do you know that feeling when everyone is talking about a movie that you haven't seen? Have you ever felt compelled to make some vague comments just so you can join in the conversation? Well, what if you were in too deep? Do you think you could convince everyone that you'd seen it? Or do you think your version would be so much better that no one would care? Here at Faking Movies, we're always the ones who haven't seen the movie. Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. Oh, you yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Hey, everybody! Welcome back to Faking Movies. Uh, this is episode one twenty-two. I'm just I'm waiting for Seth to make fart noises, and he's not doing it. No, uh, that's, that's juvenile. You would uh, want that. Really Based. faked me out. I wasn't. <laughs> there we go. Mm-hmm. Um. I am Lee, and I am joined by two men who I am friends with. Uh, we're white. We have a podcast. Uh, so oh, we're doing that now. Yeah, I mean, requisite. I've brought it up a few times. Um, I'm joined by uh, Seth Fartnoise, uh, Doctor Seth name. Fartnoise. Yeah, who was making fart noises? What's up, Seth? I'm good. Cool. Yep, um, also, that's not true. Don't lie to our fans. <laughs> no, I mean it's been a bullshit day, but like it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. You're 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 on the road to Wellville, so to speak. Uh, yeah. Which is the name of a movie, actually. Um also joined by my dear friend Zach. What's up, Zach? Not much. How are you? You know, doing all right. Yep, welcome uh, to the sport. Energy all time high right now. <laughs> yeah, we really oof. Oof oof. <laughs> uh we recorded our previous episode last night, everybody, um, and we all got real fucking hung over. Yep. Um <laughs> I was the Gosh, only I think am maybe yeah i was the only lucky one to not have any responsibilities today so yeah, uh played that right i'm I a, found a lime in my bed you just a lime that's in, indicative of how the night went yep. yep that's true i woke up on the couch at three in the morning um uh, that's the best just to discover lots of fun things um <laughs> So I woke up like late, not late for work, but like later than usual and had one of those kicked awake like, fuck, it's like noon. And yeah, yeah that's I hate those. Mm-hmm. Sucks. Yeah, it's nothing good. Uh, just like this opening. So anyway, why don't you check out our Twitter uh, and Redo. hopefully continue listening to our episode because uh, we've got a, a Seth one this week. Seth's mm. going to do a movie for us. Why don't you take it away? Yeah. Save me. I mean... <laughs> Somebody be my Remy Zero. (laughs) Hey, Tom Welling's going to play Superman again. Oh, Oh, yeah, I heard that. That's Mm -hmm. fun. Him Mm -hmm. and Brandon Routh, both. Huh. Well, I mean, that's some CW bullshit. I mean, it's explicitly a CW. They're doing another crossover. Hot, hot, hot teens. (laughs) (laughs) Comma, the CW. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we did talk about that yesterday. Yep. That's all they got. Oh. Boy, it sells. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yep. Um. So, uh, yeah, you know how that intro is kind of low energy? Well, my movie is also low energy. So, uh, cool. Perfect. Mm. This will be the last episode that we release anyway. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've done that before. Every time we say we have a lost episode. <laughs> yeah. So, um, y'all gave me the movie 
Electric Horseman. Mm-hmm. Uh, starring, as you gave me, Bobby Redford. This uh, is another Bobby Redford. We just have one. One of his nicknames will stick one of these days. Yeah, I'm just going to call him Robert, though, because that's yeah. Yeah, what I wrote down in all of my notes is Robert. That's so, fine. Robert, Robert Redford, Jane Fonda, Willie <laughs> Nelson, like and that. Wilford Brimley. William Nelson. Uh huh. Yep. Wilford, Wilford Brimley. Famous diabetic Wilford Brimley. Yep. Oh, that might be important in my film. Oh, perfect. All right. How much right. oatmeal are we going to get in this movie? <laughs> I mean, this is just Cocoon. Sorry, I just wrote Cocoon. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. And yeah, who's cool. playing the Steve Gutenberg character? Uh, it's going to be Willie Nelson? <laughs> Got to be Willie Okay, Nelson. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I don't remember anybody Five else stars. in that movie. <laughs> Willie um, Nelson named Steve Gutenberg, and everyone refers to him with his full name the entire movie. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> uh. Okay, so yeah, oh boy. Okay, this is kind of a it's kind of a long one, um, but I don't I don't know if it'll actually play out that way. So, so we start in a dimly lit kind of grimy bar in you know every town USA, which you guys are well well versed in. That's such, our whole fan such base. a location, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, and like uh, Wil- Wilford, uh, Jane, and Willie are sitting around a table, and they're all wearing like oversized clothes that kind of obfuscate their faces and whatnot. Like Jane is wearing like a bright red scarf, and Willie is wearing a big black cowboy hat, and Wilford is wearing like a giant white coat. And they're then they're sitting there, and they're uh, they're making small talk, and then Robert comes through the door wearing like a big ass. Like pale taupe mohair overcoat. I was really into the what they were wearing. Uh, <laughs> it shows. <but> I, <laughs> so he's got his like he's got his collar up uh, on this on this overcoat, um, and so his face is kind of obscured. And he sits down in the empty seat uh, and is like, "All right, hey, so uh, how's it going for you guys?" And so Jane says. Um, Hey, business is booming. No complaints here. Uh, Willie Nelson says, well, it's not like the old days, but we can still make it happen. Uh, Wilford says, um, I've got some super exciting things to cook in. So it's all pretty good. Oatmeal. Yeah. (laughs) And um, I, I, at this point in my notes, I say, I'm sure they have a lot more to say, but I didn't write out more dialogue for this. So um, while the other three are talking... Robert is listening quietly and looks kind of pensive and disgruntled. Um, and he finally says, well, I've got a problem, a big problem. Uh, I just can't do my thing anymore. It doesn't work. Uh, I can't decide if I'm okay with that or not. Uh, I, I can, uh, what, what do I write? I, I don't know if I can do it in this age of electricity. Like, how can I be an electric horseman? Mm. Okay, um, get it down. Get it early. Good, good, yeah, good. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I got it. Be done. <laughs> so this, of course, prompts a flashback where we see four short vignettes of our four actors in ridiculous historical set pieces. So some real big budget shit. Like um, uh, Wilford is a conquistador. Uh, uh, Jane is Joan of Arc. Uh, Willie and a crew of bandits are like stealing grain from a village or something. Did did Wilford did Wilford like conquer Mexico via diabetes? Is that what you're suggesting? (laughs) Uh, 
He gave he gave the native peoples diabetes. I'm not like a real slow burn, but that's Mexico's smallpox blanket. Is what you're saying? I'm not I'm not there yet. Let me let me get to it. Uh, And Robert is you know a nameless knight who's you know riding through the aftermath of the Battle of Hastings in uh, 1066. Um, Because I don't know, I really felt like bringing in the number 1066 for some reason. Oh, this is a rough one to write. Um, <laughs> so it be it becomes you, apparent. You can, you can as, hear how much you're not enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it becomes apparent as you go through all of these four stories that the actors are actually the four horse people of the apocalypse. Oh, okay. Um, right. So the four horse people, and therefore the apocalypse, are less of an event and more like an immutable aspect of humanity. So okay. humans create order and make things, and this is this this becomes apparent through all of these like little side stories. But I'm explaining it now because I think it needs to be explained uh, explicitly. Um, Since so we humans just got a, a quick brush with the side um, stories, right? Yeah. So humans create order and make things, and the four horse people create disorder, and it's all about striking a balance between system and entropy. And it's getting harder and harder to do. So as we go throughout human history, the four horse people uh, have to change with global society. And each manifestation of every society on Earth has these concepts of, you know, uh, uh, pestilence, war, famine, death, you know, are four, are four, guy, are four, four things. And so now, in the era of more globalism and how it's, m- like... I know this is not completely, uh, it's not true, but it's more of a unified global society. Uh, I mean, closer than It ever ever. has been in all human history. Uh, They have to figure out how to manifest in the current human world. And so the current manifestations of the horse people are both the cause of all of these things, uh, again, war, war, pestilence, famine, and death, and also, like, their public personas are actively campaigning against them. So Wilford Mm -hmm. Brimley is pestilence, and his current manifestation is through diseases like diabetes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh and uh Jane uh as is war and so in you know a confusing way with her involvement uh, of protesting the Vietnam conflict and also somehow enacting it. Oh, wow. wow. You always sell your shit very short. Yeah. Uh, this is very this compelling. Is <laughs> really good. Yeah, yeah, really well thought out. Shit. Yeah. Willie Willie Nelson as um as famine, but I think of it more as kind of the scarcity of resources and you or know, one he's... might call it he is the horseman of the munchies. <laughs> yes. I mean, I do say right now, he's all about that dank, dank kush. Yep. But also, he helped institute, you know, the false scarcity of, of you know, marijuana consumption. And, you know, it's a thing that some people really want and some people need for pain management and whatnot. And, of course, you know, the unjust and ridiculous uh, prison systems and all that sort Sentencing of Sentencing guidelines, yeah. Fucking Certainly. ridiculous. Yep. Yep. Uh, and so now we come to Robert. And Robert and his, you know, continued ageless charm. He's his, <laughs> like... Correct. <laughs> but the problem is that his manifestation has essentially become immortal as long as those that remember him exist. And that's the problem, is that the modern world of film and digitization and record keeping and all sorts of things, can he still truly be deaf if no one can actually forget anything? Like, Oh, my wow. goodness. Yeah. 
And so the remainder of the movie is is a lot of Robert ruminating and discussing this with the group. If death is still really a thing in the modern world, can death actually exist as an immutable force that doesn't have the ability to, like, in a world that doesn't have the ability to forget anymore? Um, uh, the other horsemen are these still, like, physical things, but can you really die if people still remember you? Wow. So uh, they eventually settle on the idea that their purpose is to be a force, uh, a force is to, or their purpose is to force humanity to better itself and hence make their jobs harder each iteration. They are agents of change as much as they are agents of destruction. Um, Robert, Robert's current job, you know, as death is still there and people still die, but humans have started at least at, in part to transcend this concept and it'll eventually happen to them all. Eventually, like it that that they'll they'll become obsolete as humanity betters itself. It's so it's kind of like a hopeful a hopeful message in that regard. And the movie ends with them each getting into a vehicle of some kind, Wilford uh, in a white shitty Cadillac. Uh, Jane gets on a, a like a bright red motorcycle, uh, Willie into a black limousine, and Robert gets onto a pale horse, <clears throat> of course. Yes. And they all yes, go their death. separate yeah. ways, uh, and we, of course, end the movie on Robert uh, riding off into the sunset. Wow. So You know, everybody complains that like Hollywood is all reboots these days and all the good ideas were taken, and here us three assholes can come up with this kind of shit. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Where is the check in the mail, Hollywood? Like, how's how's this gonna work? Yeah. What oh the God, fuck, if man? only. That was very nice. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm I'm I am floored. I am legitimately yeah. floored by that. Yeah. That's a real thinker too. I like it. Mm-hmm. I wrote down the initial idea at I think four o'clock this morning. Uh, oh God. It's just a sentence. A modern version of the Four Horsemen, um, thinking about the nature of death. And is it even possible in the modern world? Can one truly die now with the existence of electricity? Is what I wrote at four in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I expanded that. That's some heavy four AM shit. Yeah. Yeah, you know. It's a it's an interesting concept. I mean, so the flip side of this is like cancel culture, which we've all been talking a lot about, where like everything follows you forever. But you did like the kind of well, I don't know if it's explicitly like good, but I'm imagining your thing is like you know your legacy lives on because of right. So stuff. like you 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 can't you can't escape your mistakes, but also like still the people that care about you are going to continue to care about you, and it'll keep theoretically getting iteratively better. Yeah, because you know I I have to be at least somewhat hopeful that that people will stop being as shitty as they are. Well, I say, and if you're yeah if. <laughs> If your past follows you mm-hmm. more, or like if it's harder to escape your past than it ever has been before, yeah. Then even if it's uh, at first not from a place of um, of benevolence that people get better, right. it will become yeah. that. Right. I mean, I think. God, let's hope. Yeah, but yeah. I think I think that that is, you know, starting to become a real thing in some ways. People's pasts are coming back to bite them, and and I think that you know, the generation, uh, our generation and the generation after us are are being more conscious of that and are being like, all right, you you can't you can't be as shitty. 
That's interesting. That is very optimistic. I've never even thought of it that way, that it might bring about positive change. It's mostly like the next 20 years of politics are going to be completely insane. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's but, that's yeah. that's true. But uh, yeah. I am, uh, I am a creature of hope. That's, um, yeah. Good on you. Yeah. Wowzers. Well, um, all right. Uh, yep. Lee, do you have stuff? <laughs> that, was, that was a movie. Yeah. yeah that so, sure was. Uh, you know, I, I it strikes me that... Uh, there's a, your movie actually has uh, some similarities to this one. Does Robert um, Redford ride a horse? Well, yes, obviously. <laughs> That's I mean, one of them. <laughs> yeah. That's all I needed. Um, I, I, and when I say similarities, I think uh, maybe like some tonal similarities. But oh, okay. As we yeah. talk about it, yeah. That's true. That's there's true. a lot of... Um, it's a lot of rumination on one's past and how to redeem oneself hmm. and yep. uh, actions that are not necessarily uh seen don't necessarily come across as like good or noble on the surface immediately when you actually start to look into them and and figure it out then it becomes that act of betterment and redemption um but the electric horseman anyway is a uh, movie from 1979 Zach just sent me the poster <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps the best cover of any oh piece of art that has ever existed oh in the entire God. universe. Uh-huh. <laughs> you should send him a picture of him. Oh, Valerie. And his... oh, oh, I thought it said Valerie Bertinelli, but it actually says Valerie oh, Perrion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll find the Redford canonical picture from this because it is a real fucking thing. Yeah, yeah okay. it's a hell of a thing. Um, yeah. So, The Electric Horseman, 1979, uh, okay. actually directed by Sidney Pollack. So this okay. is our second Redford Pollock in mm-hmm. within a month. Um, oh yeah oh yeah yeah uh so a rodeo star past his prime steals his company's horse and rides into the desert with a feisty reporter accompanying him okay yep mm-hmm. huh it's like <laughs> hmm <laughs> it it doesn't really it, it's not a very good what, description of what is uh <laughs> what does electricity have to do with it well i can get into that well, with the uh with the longer explanation also maybe this picture that zach sent oh did he send another picture he All did right, me, if you want to check that out oh, oh, oh boy it's it's <laughs> it speaks oh, volumes he's so <laughs> he's so brooding and pissed off uh-huh that's how i imagine him looking as deaf in my in my movie <laughs> Like if 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 that were like suit? a pale if that were a pale taupe suit with all uh-huh. that ooh oh man that is pretty perfect. good yeah so let me give you a little bit of a longer dive into this movie mm-hmm. um, which is actually pretty fun uh, I, yeah. I I enjoy it it's 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 a nice it's a nice diversion um, yeah. so starts with a montage where we see like all kinds of uh, newspaper clippings about Robert Redford's career as this famous rodeo dude. Okay. Uh, multi-time world <laughs> champion rodeo man. Do they spin uh, on the screen or sometimes um, <laughs> there's a lot of belt buckles being placed on a mantle though. His, his champion belt oh, buckles. Yeah. yeah. Okay. True. Um, so there's that. Uh, and then we get to him in the present where he's with his, uh, his handler, uh, Willie Nelson and another mm-hmm. actor. I forget whom. Um, and they are like basically trying to sober him up and get him dressed to go do a public appearance. And he's mm-hmm. in this ridiculous, literal light up costume. Ooh. He is the electric horseman. Okay. Um, and this big conglomerate sells this like. Wasn't wasn't that one of the villains in The Running Man? 
It might have been. There's the Butcher of Bakersfield. I know that's one of the. Well, no, characters. the Butcher of Bakersfield is, is Arnold, is, right? Is Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. But there's like a guy whose name is like High Volt or some High Voltage. Well, and or there's something. like Deep. But there's Sub Zero is one of them, I think. Yeah, he's just wearing yeah. like a Christmas light costume. Uh huh. That's pretty much this, yeah. Mm. So. What are, what are they selling? They're selling cereal, I think. It made no mm-hmm. fucking sense. It's, yeah. it's a big conglomerate that he works for where mm-hmm. he's the pitch man for this, like down home cereal it's supposed to give you all the energy you need to do your chores and whatnot energy cereal it was like ranch fuel or something (laughs) monster (laughs) energy cereal uh so he like basically his job his job nowadays is to like show up places put on this light up suit and like ride around the field at halftime shows with a horse and like but he's drunk all the time yeah of course like yeah he would be too really drunk Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My so, my first note in this movie is who could blame this guy for being a complete drunk? <laughs> they lay on the sadness real heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so a, you a know, midnight cowboy. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So as they travel around, we get to know like the crew has known each other for years, and like they were together on the ra- rodeo circuit, and he like gathered these guys so they didn't have to do that kind of thing anymore mm-hmm. and could have like an easier life. Um, so they end up now in Vegas and. There's going to be this big variety show put on by this giant corporation as like a publicity stunt, you know? Sure. And part of it is going to be uh, the electric horseman, uh, Robert Redford, uh, riding a famous racehorse. And it's supposed to be like a secretariat stand in, Mm -hmm. I think. Sure. Uh, I think his name's Rising Star. And this horse is like the mascot for the company. Mm -hmm. And he shows up to rehearsal and notices that the horse is also all fucked up because they haven't the horse like doped up so it'll be calm Mm -hmm. and they're giving it steroids because it has like a leg injury and it's going to make it sterile even though it should be like a stud horse at this point yeah Yeah. i mean that's that's what you get if you if you win like the triple crown yeah Yeah, you 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 get get to be a stud horse you get to sire generations of potentially good horses um and and not and not go out like what was it the major from animal farm or whatever his name was oh jesus with with the bolt gun that is bleak um so (laughs) (laughs) so he notices that some shit's up and in the meantime we also meet jane fonda who is a reporter yep who's like she's asking you know they're asking like okay who should we interview what's worth what stories are worth covering here and they're like oh what about this electric horseman guy and it's like oh yeah you don't need to talk to him and she's like weird why would they not want us to talk to him (laughs) i mean in the context of the movie at this point they don't want her to talk to him because he's just an alcoholic and he's gonna be like embarrassing you know yeah of course yeah yeah but things get like crazier uh because he ends up kidnapping the horse and riding him out into the desert uh, he's literally he... out the casino doors, down the strip, and into the 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 void that is Nevada. And everybody <laughs> thinks it's part of the show at first, so like yeah. nobody goes after him right away. I bet um, that's a real well shot scene. Yeah, it's fine. It's yeah. Pretty I don't good. know. It sounds like what I'm imagining in my brain is. Yeah. Really it's good. not as bombastic as you'd think. Oh. Yeah, it could have yeah. been. Better. So it's but just yeah, kind of sad drunk on sad drunk horse. Yeah, yeah pretty right. much. He's visibly drunk for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, well, that's also entertaining. <laughs> director cameo number two in this one. Sidney Pollock is playing a blackjack dealer in this scene. He also oh, wow. plays a reporter earlier in the movie who tries to make a pass at Jane Fonda. Um, oh, wait, he plays two different characters? I mean, he has two cameos. 
like one, so one of them the one of them you can't you can't really himself? even see himself like yeah that's incredibly bold okay yeah. <laughs> i'm guessing the the blackjack dealer cameo is more just because somebody was sick that day yeah probably <laughs> like, that seems yeah. more accurate but I, he's I, like i'll fucking do it and they're like what but uh, ugh, i mean he was okay. an actor <laughs> sydney pollock director, director. Sydney Pollock as Skeezy Reporter, starring <laughs> Sydney Pollock as Blackjack Dealer Number Two. His his also Skeezy Robert Reporter, Redford. his Skeezy Extreme Reporter narcissist. character also has is covered in like lipstick all over his neck and face. Oh, oh God, Lord. I didn't notice. That. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, so he rides out into the desert, and everybody's like, "Oh shit!" And Jane Fonda's like, "Oh fuck, here's my story." Like, uh, <laughs> in the meantime, the the big company and John Saxon. I don't know if you know him. He's in. Uh, enter the dragon he's one of the good guys in that movie Mm -hmm. um he plays like the ceo and his whole thing is like we need to take care of this quietly like why did he take this horse it's like well because he noticed that it was all fucked up and it's like all right well we're trying to get this merger through and the horse is our mascot and it's like if we can't even handle a fucking horse and a drunk cowboy (laughs) then how are we ever going to get this merger to go through Business is so inscrutable. I mean, yeah. I mean, and and like they continue to. That's he, my experience with business, so. right? There, this subplot Wait, where's is our like fucking horse. Yeah. <laughs> this subplot like continues to show up in the movie, and like it, it's really just like to underpin that they have no scruples, like on the corporate side sure, of things. Sure, of course, because eventually it's like okay, we're gonna get the gov- like the police involved, and we're gonna have a huge reward, and then everybody's on his side, and like the cereal sells out, and like. People are making bootleg T-shirts of him. It's like, okay, never mind. <laughs> now we're gonna support him and say yeah. that we're on his side and like, uh-huh. yeah, of yeah. Course, but yeah. but critically, they want the horse back because it's worth twelve million dollars. Right. It's yeah. The most famous horse that has ever lived. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And eventually, by the end, they end up with egg on their face. But like, mm-hmm. um, of course. Yeah. So Jane Fonda goes and talks to Willie Nelson and and uh, the other dude and like puts enough clues together to figure out where uh, Robert Redford's headed. Uh, they have this friend who is it appears to be like an older guy with dementia who was a a radio a rodeo announcer that mm-hmm. they take care of and he like borrows a camper from him and just starts driving away with this horse to to get somewhere to let him like release him into the wild yeah that um, seems like a very bad plan for well he's a also nursing it back to health okay. at the time yeah. yeah he's nursing it and it's it's not like just into the wild it's some like horse sanctuary where oh, okay. there's other wild horses and shit yeah mm-hmm. okay it's something yeah and it's like whole... Shinkatik, but out west. I think. So. Yeah. So yeah, okay. his whole his whole thing throughout. Do not is like... pet those ponies. <laughs> Do not approach the ponies. They fucking crazy. Well, he eventually, like Jane Fonda, eventually catches up with them, and and the bulk of the movie is them like traveling across, like cross country, mm-hmm. um, in the the backwood, like back like. Badlands. Plain lands and mm-hmm. whatnot. And you might be asking lands. yourself, is there a tedious romantic subplot? And there, there is. is. Yeah. There yeah, sure of course is. There so is. like it's it's them having chemistry and like yeah, coming well, to understand I mean, each it's other. Robert better. Redford. Like how like And Jane Fonda. And Jane yeah. Fonda, yeah. yeah. Two of okay. the the most fuckable people in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Certainly in the seventies, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Uh so over this time, like, we get to know both their characters and like the main thing we learn about Robert Redford is like he feels like he's been broken just mm-hmm. like the horse has been broken and of he's course, like yeah we weren't born into the to be like wild uh but we both are champions and like that's got to count for something and that means mm-hmm. that we can like we're stronger and we can we can persevere if we try and like he gives this big impassioned speech about why he wants to free the horse and he didn't know she was like videotaping him and she gets a tape of it out to like oh shit 
Okay. Yeah, because she's a TV reporter. She gets like a tape of it out to a, a news April station. Yep, exactly. He also bafflingly kicks alcoholism entirely in like two and a half days. Mm. <laughs> he wakes up feeling real shitty the first day and is like, oh, where am I? And then like day two, he's like, yes, the wild plains of the West. It it's has revitalized like, me, yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, there's a yeah. scene where he goes I mean, that's, to buy. That's a kind of romanticism that even like John Muir was always spouting. Mm, so yeah. I mean, which uh, you know, I mean, and I have nothing against John Muir, but uh, no, I mean he's a good writer. But yeah, um, sure. there's so there's a really funny scene in this whole sequence that I really like, where he goes to like some health food store and he's like, "Do y'all have eucalyptus leaves?" And she's like, "You must be a Capricorn." He's like, "Do y'all have eucalyptus <laughs> leaves?" <laughs> It's like, what the fuck like, yeah, did I you got say tea bags. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I've got these tea bags. Like, how many do you need? He's like, five or six dozen. She's like, boxes or bags? And he's like, no, boxes of them. And he burns it all to, like, sober up the horse. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the horse had, like, a, a some sort of, like, well, I would call it congestion for a human. But, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was some uh, sort of. There uh, was horse yeah. phlegm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Uh, so horse eventually, needed, we're out of out of balance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He had too much horse bile. Um, yep. <laughs> too much horse black bile too. Okay. Right. Oh, the worst one. God. Uh, so over the course of this like escapade or whatever, he tells her that he's taken the horse to this one spot, and mm-hmm. she, before she's on his side, she tells like her network so they could set up a crew to mm-hmm. arrive, and then course, the yeah. the big corporation finds out because they like bribe the ad department to tell them, and like, yeah. so they're all waiting, and and where they really end up is somewhere entirely different. That was his whole plan the whole time, and ha. he like, so he lets the horse go, and, and that was you know. that was a cool twist, and even she figures it out before he says it. She like like she's like, oh, we're here. Oh, you fucked me, and he's mm-hmm. like, yep, of course I did. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was fun. Wilford Brimley plays a truck driver who gives them some assistance after he sees the interview on TV, like where Robert Redford's like, I fucking did this because he's a horse and he doesn't deserve to be like doped up and mm-hmm. like, yeah. Uh, and he's like, I- I'd be proud to help you help you guys. And he like drives them. Yeah. Some hundred miles out. Of, now yeah. Do you have some... some time to talk about medical devices by the chance. <laughs> do you have the diabetes? Um, <laughs> so the end of the movie is, is she gets on a bus with all her like notes for her story and heads back to the city and she's like what are you gonna do and he's like i'm just gonna find something simple and like he just goes off to be a ranch hand somewhere Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, sounds about right so it's like does he ride into the sunset no he walks along the highway trying to hitchhike as the sun's going down Uh a real hulk uh... yeah it is a real (laughs) real end of the incredible hulk feel Uh, this movie has a bunch of Willie Nelson songs in it, oh, as sure you can imagine. Does. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. including "Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys." And cowboys, like, really, they they were just such a melancholy beast in the late seventies, weren't they? Though, I mean, because yeah. it's like you know the 70s, the West early... is gone. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, it's so not there's... just that the West is gone; it's that the Western is also gone. Yeah. Like... So, like, it was a romanticization both by by filmmakers and by you know just the vox populi. Well, and like it's for filmmakers, a bunch of these people like who were coming up at the time either watched westerns as kids to, and got mm-hmm. inspired, or some of them even like probably worked on them before yeah. they became big. It's, yeah, it's that Ponderosa twenty year thing. Whatnot, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. There, it's that nostalgia thing. But he like flipped it instead of mimicking it. He you know commented on it. I yeah. Guess, yeah, yeah. yeah well, that's pretty interesting. That sounds like yeah. a pretty good movie. 
it it's, was it's totally and solid every uh, the two leads are very yeah good. i mean yeah. they they're again as 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 we said before uh very very charismatic people yeah so well, they had been, been in several movies together so they had like a good working oh. relationship they mm-hmm. had they had good chemistry yeah 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 makes sense you guys got any factoids for me Oh, I got a bunch. Yeah, um, I do want to bring up uh, a scene that Zach and I wrote um, earlier today. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> a, there's a, a scene, scene that you wrote about this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Willie Nelson and the other guy are talking. It's like, what are you going to do now, Willie? And he's like, well, what I'm going to do is go down, get myself a bottle of tequila and find one of those Kino girls that can suck the chrome off of a trailer hitch. What? Yeah, oh, and then boy. we don't Willie, see you, good-natured grandpa. What yeah, happened? then we don't see Willie Nelson again for like the rest of the movie. So <laughs> me and and me that's and how Zach, Willie died. <laughs> yeah, me and Zach posited that there was like a deleted scene where he's like sitting in a doctor's office with his penis with no skin on it, and the other guy like holding his hand with a look of concern on his face. <laughs> it's just I'm picturing a shot of the doctor's like horrified face and Willie doing ADR and goes, "Yeah, doc, all of it, just right off." <laughs> <laughs> that one stayed in Sidney Pollock's personal collection. Oh, yeah, 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 I guess so. It, it doesn't necessarily fit the tone of the other. Half the budget of the movie was movie. for the penis prosthetics that we used. <laughs> it's tough in the seventies. <laughs> Couldn't oh, just go to the store and get packaged baloney. Like, <laughs> yeah, yuckers. So, anyway. um, there's a yeah, so there's a few things like um. This was like Redford hadn't made a movie in several years at this point. Hmm. Oh um, yeah, that's right. He was in like actual seclusion, just on his on his Utah ranch, and um, <laughs> presumably being a literal cowboy. I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. okay. So I, I'll have to tell you guys about this coffee table book uh, my partner owns in a moment. But oh, um, yeah. so he he made this movie uh, in or and his one of his requirements was like we film most of it on or near my land so i can get a tax break for using it as a movie <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah what yeah. a what a shrewd businessman uh-huh. it suggests he was like brando style don't give a fuck but he like it doesn't show in the movie it's like yeah, yeah. he still puts in the time somehow yeah, yeah. I, mean, uh, I think yeah, he's a so consummate I have, professional I, I have no I have evidence this, uh... to wait what'd you say seth i think he's a consummate professional yeah i mean point, yeah. he's clearly um is there some reason that he was uh, like reclusive at that point? I don't know. Um, I, I I think he just really get tired yeah. of that rat race at some point. I mean, uh, yeah. I never get tired of rat race. That's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great joke. Oh, what a good setup. But don't don't. I've watched it a few times in the last couple uh. months. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, the horse used in the movie uh, for Rising Star or whatever was the horse that they used to make the TriStar Pictures logo. You know, the oh. uh, the Pegasus galloping at the screen. Yeah. Same horse. I always assumed that was so much older than this yeah, movie. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. Hmm. Horses might be immortal. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. I mean, TriStar was an 80s no, really? studio. I think, I or, came out, were... or they started in the 80s. So, I like, this is the late 70s. Older, so. Yeah, me too. Wait. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I have a coffee table book that Robert Redford put out, and I, f- I think it's called Good Friends, and it's basically just a bunch of glossies of him and other dudes on his ranch being cowboys. 
Covered in boy and girl stains, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds sexy AF. Well, my partner, of course, bought it because uh, it was a dollar at a thrift store. And in, oh my god! In her That's words, a perfect she was like, "Find." It's like, yeah. what else was money and created for? If <laughs> yeah, that's true. Purchase this book. One dollar, I'll give you a thirty. How about that? <laughs> here's here's a hundred. Keep the change. You've earned it. That you sounds like the perfect coffee table book. Yeah, that's really great. <laughs> mm, conversation starter, for sure. <laughs> yep. Um, what kind of stuff do do you want to talk about for the movie, Zach? Um, I like was doing something, probably my job when I was watching this. Um, and so I didn't really take that many notes, but I'll go through my very short stream of conscious, uh, notes here. This covers the whole movie. It's like five sentences. Um, first who could blame this guy for being a drunk, which I mentioned, uh, horses are real fragile and weird. Uh, yeah. Tedious, tedious romantic subplot. Their feet are just middle fingers. It's so fucked up. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. We did talk about, um, so my wife is a horse girl. I think I've mentioned this before. And um, I found myself sort of endeared with this horse. And then I told Lee and he goes, oh, you should tell Erica. Well, I guess that's not a secret, but. I mean, she's tell- been on the show before. And the has, last, yeah. <laughs> literally the last episode we recorded, you referenced her several okay. times. Yeah. Like, cool, cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Oh, right. We doxed the fuck out of everything last episode. So it's all <laughs> I fine, mean, yeah. I'm, I'm still safe, but fuck. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, and Lee was like, oh, you hell. should tell her you could you could bond over this. And I said, oh, we will never speak of this again. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be outed as a horse sympathizer. <laughs> horse sympathizer. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, tedious romantic subplot, which yeah. is obvious. Um, congrats, Jane, you're a cowboy now. Um, animals being the winner in any situation is way more compelling than it being humans. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I remember all of the Air Bud movies. Yes, quite. I, yeah, I found whole, myself like, like genuinely emotionally attached to this horse by the end. Like when it runs off with the other horses, I was like, oh, fuck, you go, buddy. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> More so than in all the pretty horses. Oh, considerably, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. It's odd. I'm thinking about it now, and it's like, oh, so much of this movie is the recapturing of, of the wild and, and mm-hmm. the native, like oh, the spirit, like spirit of the land. Stallion of the Cimarron. Right. And it's, yeah. it's odd that, like, it's a lot of this is the same kind of rhetoric that people use when they talk about, like, oh, the noble primitive people who, you know, like. Oh, uh, so. Uh, but when you do it for an animal, it's, like, not offensive because they're literally an animal. It's like, real. Right. Yeah. It's not yeah. dehumanizing yeah. them. You're, it's. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, yeah. You're not dehumanizing a fucking human because you're like, ah, their world's so different than mine. Yeah, In this case, right. it's just like, it's hey, othering. here's a here's an abused yeah. animal that we're gonna like help. Yeah. Yep. And I think, I mean, at a higher level, it's sort of everyone living in their truth. So the horse gets to go live horse life, and like Redford gets back to Redford life, and even Jane is kind of mm-hmm. like back in her thing like she she goes out and roughs it a little bit and like falls for robert redford and is like oh yeah this is like what journalism's all about like i'm getting the real shit out here so yeah i think it okay. works for kind of everybody yeah they also have very satisfying yeah they also go by nicknames both of them so they have a scene where they like reveal their true first names to each other and it's it's kind of nice you know oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like a moment of vulnerability from each of them where neither of them is like standoffish about it it's like clearly we're in this situation together what are yeah. their nicknames yeah. do you remember or uh robert redford's matter? character goes by sunny uh-huh. mm-hmm. um and his real name is norman Hey! Um, hey, there you go. Uh, and <laughs> no further comment. <laughs> I mean, I I told everybody what your middle name was a while ago. So, oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you guys? <laughs> <laughs> we are just going completely off the rails. Um, 
and then uh, shit. All right, <laughs> I'm still not saying any Fonda, of my stuff. <laughs> Jane Fonda's character goes by Hattie and and uh, or mm. Hallie. She goes by Hallie, and her real first name is Alice. And it's, uh, a, it's I thought it like was a, Headley. No, <laughs> Headley Lamar. <laughs> it's Hattie. Uh, so yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a pretty, it's a yeah. pretty good movie. It is. It really is. I, I was not prepared to enjoy this, and then it turned so much. Like when he showed up See, drunk, Zach, cowboy. This is why you watch old movies. I know, I know. It's been getting me so much lately. I so let's see, it. this is yeah. two Sydney Pollock movies in a row that you really like. Maybe you yeah. should watch some Sydney Pollock movies. Yeah, I, I was gonna stick more with Robert Redford movies, yeah. but like, yeah, well, maybe that is. Well, right. you can go for Out of Africa, and you could. That's both of them. Oh, okay. Sure. Or the way we were. Same. I don't. Yeah, I mean, Out of Africa has a number of issues. So yeah, I think but it I does have a Meryl Streep in it. <laughs> it, it hey. Well, it does, but oh boy. <laughs> um, yeah, we might do that Ew. on a future show. So it's uh, mm, sure. yeah. it's so long. Um, yeah, but... it is. Well, um, yeah, no, it's really good, and the, yeah, the tone definitely changes. Like once you get out into the like wilderness and everybody starts being real, I was like, oh fuck yeah, these mm-hmm. are likable humans. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, Zach, did you like they shoot horses? Don't they? Um, god damn it, I don't. I don't think you liked it about. as much as I did, but yeah, um, but that's also that the, a Sydney Pollock. Was movie. that the danceathon? Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, that one was just really depressing. It right? was depressing, like, but it was like good. So it was. I mean, was it was very the, affecting. Was like, I mean, it wasn't an yeah. enjoyable watch, but it was like a meaningful watch. I guess. I'm just yes. trying to point out so, to you that maybe your favorite director is Sydney Pollock. That's all I'm saying. Fuck. Oh, I thought it was Michael Bay this whole time. God damn it. <laughs> Oh, um, do, no. you, do you have anything else you wanted to talk to about with the movie no 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 i i do have like two quick things um mm-hmm. one of them is just the fucking costuming like just <laughs> oh my god yeah that that Red... outfit that you sent me a picture of is amazing <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. anyone listening if you've never seen the movie just look up redford in this like he it's just a purple sequin we'll, we'll have to get mariel to tweet it it's mm-hmm. yeah it's so mm-hmm. good it's hard to describe and do justice to it's mm-hmm. crazy um yeah Imagine Actually, what death saying... looks like, but wearing Paisley. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, interesting. So now I'm how just picturing I dead and how, prince. Yeah, and how I want death oh. to come for me oh. as prince in the form of a friend. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck! Now that sounds great. Yeah. Um, I will say Redford played drunk very well. He didn't over the top it. He played drunk like actual drunk people, which yeah, is just like kind like... of annoying and shitty. <laughs> 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 Moving a little like, slow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so... I was like, oh, yeah, I, that, hmm. that's the thing. Yep. Sure enough. <laughs> that's how I act all the time. You're right. Good one. Robert Redford. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, audience. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I have a theory about this. Okay. Excellent. So. Uh, and I, I thought I came up with this this morning when I was rewatching it, and I texted it to Zach. Oh, uh, yeah. The okay. horse that plays Rising Star, mm-hmm. uh, and I didn't really even notice this till right at the end, uh, when there was some like actual full close-ups on its face. Um, <laughs> looks exactly like BoJack Horseman. <laughs> BoJack the Horseman. And uh. there's a scene in I think it's the end of season two or three when BoJack is just watching wild horses run. And he oh, yeah. almost joins them, and then he doesn't. And at the end of the most recent season, spoilers for anybody who didn't watch this thing last year, um, Bojack goes to rehab finally mm. to get clean. If Robert Redford plays the voice of his sponsor in the next season of Bojack Horseman, Uh-oh. I posit that it is a remake of the Electric Horseman from the horse's perspective. 
Oh boy. Uh, it's oh, full of the same shit. It's like he was a a, a fucking <laughs> yeah. really talented person who then just gets trotted out as like a token mm-hmm. whatever. Like yeah, like I mean, gl- I fame the... and glitz has has worn him down to nothing. I see the conceptual symmetry certainly, but um, hmm, seems like it might be a stretch. It's, well, it's an impossibly deep cut for two very different audiences. Yeah, I but mean, you know what? I don't know if it. I mean, it's Lee is making a compelling argument to me. I'm calling is, my shot. This I'm is calling one of those... my shot right here on episode say, 122. Hey. Bojack Horseman is a conceptual remake of the Electric Horseman from the horse's point of view. Mm-hmm. It's so one of your dumb things, but it's so actually plausible. It's yeah. weird. Yeah, because yeah, there's a wait whole... a minute. Yeah, dumb things. Oh, I mean, cool things. What did I say? No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you believed in my Cisco theory. Always. Uh, <laughs> all right. Which also involved Robert Redford. Yeah, huh. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds it sounds very good. Should I watch it? 100%, yeah. Yeah, yeah I would watch I it. Think, I think you would like it a lot, yeah. Yeah. Make them be doctors and lawyers and such. I don't... What happened where we picked only garbage movies for, like... 30 episodes and we've been watching only good movies recently i don't know what the fuck happened yeah (laughs) this this it used to be so much different we could just shit talk garbage and now it's like hey let me tell you about how this movie's pretty good like (laughs) how it has like deep meaning and is like genuinely uh, it made me think about myself and like some of the choices i've made well we have we have a movie next week that (laughs) uh well yeah, it might be a bit more controversial. That's mm-hmm. fair. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I, I know. I can tell that this is gonna. Uh, yeah. We won't. We won't talk about too much because uh, yeah. obviously it's a different episode. But yeah. uh, I am certain, just based on his reaction to me not recognizing this movie, yeah. Zach is a big fan of the movie we're doing yeah. next yeah. week. You are correct. <laughs> means that it's probably total shit. Although it is, <laughs> it is one of those movies that I I liked very much as like oh, a 12, 13 year old, and I have not seen it since yeah. then. Oh so Christ! It yeah. could be yeah. literally. It's one of those. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. well, we'll talk about that next week, everybody. We'll um, um, Electric Horseman. Yeah, should so, we get to yeah, do you have questions and, or should we just get no, to, to I mean, money just, and ratings? No, let's let's get into let's get into them deets. All right, so how much uh, is a tax break? <laughs> I know, right? Um, so how big is Redford's ranch? How uh, does Robert Redford need a tax break? I mean, Follow-up question. Everybody could use a tax break. Like mm, that's true. <laughs> Tell me about it, oh, brother. Um, Business. So, <laughs> Right? That's what they said. <laughs> anyway. Yep. Uh, <laughs> business as they pull on their shirt collars. <laughs> uh, so the budget for this movie was $12.5 Okay. So, you know. like That's kind of a lot back then, I yeah. think. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of location shooting, and they do that all that shit in uh, Vegas. So, like, maybe that's... Uh, Vegas, I'm sure, is, is Oh, also, that horse was, was worth $12 million, so they only spent <laughs> half a million. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, we've only got 500000 we got to stretch this out. <laughs> and, and they... They bought the horse for twelve million and let it go at the end. So like, if yeah. that horse gets hurt, we are fucked. Yeah. yeah. Um, the uh, box office was sixty one point eight. So okay, well, very successful. Damn. It well, was, it was um, the first Redford movie, and you know, moms love Redford. That's true. Famously, choosy moms choose Rob. Uh, so oh. so chunky. Uh, I was looking it up. I was looking it up, and it would um, 
it apparently it was it was just outside of the top 10 movies of the year for that year so like okay. successful mm, yeah. yeah wow i'm surprised it wasn't in the top 10 in 79 uh, yeah okay interesting <laughs> Did four um, Star Wars movies come out in 79? <laughs> <laughs> uh, zero. Not 2019. Yeah. There aren't four Star Wars movies coming out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Three TV shows. <laughs> so this movie on IMDb mm-hmm. uh, with 6,921 votes. That's so not very many. Not so low, a lot yeah. at all. Um, Mom, moms love Redford. They do not log on to IMDb. <laughs> no, apparently not. Um, it got a 6.3. Okay. Really? That wow, that's very low. Really low. I thought it sounded really low to me. Um, <laughs> yeah. But do you want to go first, Zach, or would you like me to? Uh, I'll go first. I remember okay. Seth's movie. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so do I. Yeah, but... you're not pulling <laughs> yeah. a Seth this time. It was memorable, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and was it? <laughs> yeah, uh, I think OG movie is definitely higher than 6.3. Um, it is really good. Um, uh, we talked all about it. Uh, I would say 7.2, maybe? Um. Seth, again, like, can perennially undersell your stuff, as I mentioned. Um, this was great, I think. I mean, I'm imagining this is set in modern times because of all... That was, like, part of the plot. I think it has to be, of, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so good, so deep. Um, I really like it, especially because all these people are very old now. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just really fun to think of all these people getting together and, like, Grace and Frankie, like, tag team acting this. Yeah, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just bouncing off of each other with such different personalities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I loved it. Um, and I think... Yeah, you can go very many different ways with it um, as far as the, like, tone, perhaps, mm-hmm. and the way you shoot it and whatever. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go, like, eight, seven? I don't know. I thought it was really genuinely good. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, um, so, real quick, I, this is one thing I forgot to mention about the real movie. Um, there's a sequence where, like, he's just pontificating to her about, like, the majesty of nature and, and like... Yeah, he's the, a real horse boy. Yeah, the open Boy, the, the open country and he's talking about like, you know, millions of years this whole land was under the ocean and like she's super impressed by it and to me it was just like he was giving the speech that a stoner would be giving at the time and like He's literally just looking around going like this is all underwater. Oh, man. All Check out this stone. cool rock over here. It looks like a fish underneath of it. Yeah. Like, like yeah. shut up, Greg. Go to sleep. <laughs> Greg's a good one. Yeah, Greg is a good name for that. Um Shout out to Greg's around the world. Um, <laughs> so the original, 6.3, way too low. Um, yeah, yeah, for It's sure. not an amazing movie. It mm-hmm. is so enjoyable. It's mm-hmm. really watchable. It's it's like just a, it's a nice way to pass some time, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with a with like a kind of a sappy message, but like yeah, that's fine. It feel it feels earned still. Yeah. It, does yeah it, it doesn't feel forced and by the end you're like yeah no they're fucking right not like, like oh we get it like it's yeah. like yeah like people are flawed but it's like not they also handed. deserve their dignity right. and like, yeah yeah it's just the right amount of handed yeah mm-hmm. okay <laughs> just the right amount of handed. i don't know like why a good that medium me... hand yeah, yeah. yeah i mean it's it's not like that that uh that girl that can suck chrome off of a <laughs> Yeah, that was a bit heavy. That was heavy. God damn it, Willie. Um, <laughs> Literally never shows up again. <laughs> so weird. I can only imagine he's in the trauma unit. Yeah, um, yeah so fucking Gil Grissom is like trying to trace the pieces together of what happened. He's like, all right, that's dick skin. This is definitely baloney. That's dick skin again. Yeah. This is how we got. This is the prequel to CSI. So I got started. Um, 
So uh, I'm gonna give the original, I think, like a seven five. I think is yep. is it is good. It's it's a good movie. Yep. Um, yep. So Seth's rumination on <laughs> uh, life and death and and entropy and and technology and remembrance and redemption yep. and guys tan <laughs> oh oh my <laughs> gonna give it a fucking tan oh boy. i've uh, been uh, uh. so in the mood for for like that high fantasy slash sci-fi of like a quiet ponderous nature lately mm-hmm. sure um sure. like i'm i've been so in the mood for like the best moments of interstellar yeah and then uh, you know not like, the whole then, thing but no just, <laughs> just none of the other garbage just like those moments that make you feel like a deep empty pit mm-hmm. but also you can't look away um hey, right. hey butter are you okay <laughs> Do you want to talk about something? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, I mean that's perfect. Okay. I mean that's some of the that's some of the best sci-fi, yeah, introspective stuff. I really like mm-hmm. it. It's like you have this whole universe to play around in, but you decide to make it very small, but not in the way that that Star Wars makes their universe small by having everyone be related. Just <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, not it's, like a creepy incestuous way, like yeah, a real existential way. It's yeah. different. It's different. Yeah, yeah, Seth, I'm gonna give you a ten. Oh boy, wow. all right, that's great. It's been a bit. I think, yeah, it's since, been a bit since, since we since we've I've given engaged. someone a ten because I think I'm the only one who gives. No, Zach has given a ten. Uh, I've definitely given a ten. I gave a ten too. once, I think, didn't I? Oh, uh, okay. You did. It almost. Yeah, we almost had to quit the podcast. I think. It yeah. Was confusing. Well, I gave Kevin boy a nine that time and you almost quit the podcast zach so Un- an unforgivable sin yes i stand by my <laughs> my judgment <laughs> all right that well is now that garbage. we've dredged up the wounds of the past <laughs> yeah. uh what, what's going Wait, on can i go back week? and rewrite lee's most recent movies <laughs> <laughs> just run through them real fast yeah. i give it a cabin boy out of seven yeah. <laughs> yeah, out of seven um, okay, so I, I actually looked up the best movies of 1979, and I am no longer surprised. So the, oh, oh. the top ones, here we go. Alien. Apocalypse Now, Alien, mm-hmm. Escape from Alcatraz, All That Jazz, Breaking Away, Hair. Ooh, Kramer Breaking Away is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Life, of, Life of Brian, Norma Ray, Tess. Uh, going in style i don't know uh going in style got remade as an old man crime drama a few <gasps> years ago oh. well it was already an old man crime drama yeah. but it got it got remade with different old men yeah oh weird grumpy old um <laughs> yikes uh and justice for all manhattan black stallion a different horse movie yeah. holy shit this yeah and, this is these are a lot of really famous movies yeah like amityville horror mad max there's a lot of wow, caligula okay. fuck me yeah all right i mean so. that is what caligula often said so yeah it's true <laughs> wow rocky 2 was above uh this poor poor well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's Rocky too. It's like one of the most successful sequels of all time. Yeah. Oh, all right. No Empire, but yeah. oh, it did beat Moonraker though, so that's good. Well, well Moonraker is really bad. So. <laughs> yeah. Remember, I, I remember how Jaws ends up in the perfect society on a on a spaceship? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to. <laughs> oh boy, that is a oh, that's a bad Bond movie. <laughs> Yeah. All right, uh, next week. Yeah, next, next week. Next week, we have Lee doing, as we mentioned, a movie that... Um, uh, I, so I obviously like this movie, and I, I told Seth, and he went, what? And then he looked it up, and he went, oh, which is yeah. indicative. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, it's called Welcome to the Dollhouse, yep. and 
Uh, I still assert, even though Lee has sort of proven me wrong, that if you had Comedy Central in the 90s, you have seen this movie between 10 and 47 times. See, I, I can say that about so many movies we've done on this show that you haven't recognized. So. It's true. That is, yeah, it's fair. Yeah, you uh, know, this might be one uh, a situation like uh, like last week with Duck where you uh, you actually have uh, seen this and you just don't remember it. Yeah, Entirely I, possible. Yeah. I think if we give you a cast in particular, the main person in this movie, you might be like, oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, we'll find out next week. I guess week. we'll find out, yeah. Uh, until then, yeah. welcome to the dollhouse. You gonna die! <laughs> also, no. we didn't mention cat diarrhea once. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> missed opportunities! <laughs>